0: Bottom line, life never is easy and never is perfect and the place or the certain city does not make it like this. You make it. You, your attitude and your family, your friends, the people that surround you, this is what makes the life good and makes you happy. So I believe that people have to stop thinking and focusing on the locations and they have to start focusing on, on themselves and what they can do in order for them to be happy.
1: This is the Back to Bulgaria podcast. Discover life in Bulgaria, one story at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Back to Bulgaria podcast. I am your host, Katya Andreeva. In this podcast, we help you gain perspective of life in Bulgaria. What it's like to live and thrive here. Our aim is to showcase amazing stories of people who have chosen to move or stay here. From the basics of living to Bulgaria to building a career and a business, we discuss topics that matter to those who are making a real impact and creating change here in Bulgaria. I'm very excited to talk with a very ambitious woman who has studied abroad and also worked abroad in the US and Germany. She always has had this idea of living abroad ever since she was a kid. And to start something of her own until one day she decided, hey, maybe I can do something here in Bulgaria. So she took the step and she has created a very successful, I'd say, coffee place here in Sofia. So join me in welcoming the lovely Anes Malkanova Skrinarik. She is the barista and co owner of the Martinez Coffee Shop and Roastery here in Sofia. And I'm very happy to have you in this podcast. So how are you doing today?
0: Hello, Cathy, and uh, hello to your audience. Um, Well, I feel pretty awesome today because the weather finally it's warming up. It's a pleasure to be in your podcast. I hope that we're gonna make a really interesting uh, episode. Yeah, I'm sure
1: (laughs) of that because your story is really interesting. So The way how i met you initially was i was here for a week in sofia Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i googled coffee places and your coffee place popped up and i was lucky enough to uh, find you there and i had we had some interesting conversations and i'm like this is the place i'm going for coffee and plus her coffee is really good Um, (laughs) thank you (laughs) and uh and when we were there um I knew for sure after talking to you a few times that I want to have you on our podcast because I've seen how you've built this community around coffee and we've had some very good discussions about life here in Bulgaria and I find it very inspirational and motivating. So that's why I want to have you here today. And let's start a bit on how you decided to study
0: and work abroad. How did that start? Okay. The first, my first interaction. I mean, apart of traveling just for some kind of like a short trips or vacation, uh, was when I was my first year in the university. Uh, I learned from friends uh, that there is this program called Work and Travel, which uh, the the U.S. Embassy in Bulgaria gives you the right for you to go for three months of working plus one month of traveling with a specific visa um, J one. If I if I'm not wrong. And this helps you to improve your skills, to get a pretty cool experience and um, to improve your English, mainly. <laughs> so um, I had uh, this friend that she introduced me to this program. We signed up together and by the end of the day, she couldn't pass her exams. So I end up traveling all by myself for first time in the plane, first time um, let's say without my parents abroad, and like literally, I was thrown to the deep, deep water by myself. Um, going back now, I think that was an amazing choice. I learned so much. I carved myself, my my whole, uh, let's say, personality there. I was totally out of my comfort zone, and I love it. And I honestly, I recommend it everyone. That uh, is in this position. They're studying and they have the ability to 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 go for this program, to do it because I believe that it's a pretty good um, experience.
1: So, yeah, you went to study. I mean, not study, but you went to work abroad. Mm-hmm. In which state
0: were you in in the U.S.? Well, I was uh, in Ohio State. Um, I did this three times through my whole uh, bachelor. Uh, study the whole three times i was there i was in the i was coming back to the same place i found my place there my let's say my people my friends Uh, what i was doing though because i think that it's also interesting i was trying every summer different jobs so when they asked me when you have been working in usa and i start mentioning all the things that i've done the people are like how many years you've been there (laughs) Uh, but yeah, actually, I was going like three seasons and every season I was um working between two to three different jobs Wow because so I just wanted to take everything like the whole the full experience so when you do this work abroad
1: things, so you can work more than one one job at once
0: uh yes, you can and like maybe ninety nine percent of the people they do so because. The main reason why most of the students, they go for this program is to make money. Indeed, you make good money, but you just have to work pretty hard. I mean, like talking like between 12 to 16 hours a day. Uh, My second summer, I was doing three jobs and I was working like 18 hours a day on the weekends. And on the weekdays was like at least 16 hours, which is quite a lot, but... You just do You're first of all, you're really young and, so, and you, you're you full of energy. You sleep like two, three hours and you're um, ready to go. <laughs> and in the same time, um, you take the advantage to make a lot of money, uh, money that probably you cannot make here during the summer season, working any kind of job in Bulgaria. I think so.
1: And also what I've heard quite a lot, I think, from you and other people that I've seen do this uh work abroad is that you save money and then you spend it actually in traveling within the US
0: well this is the idea uh, my first uh, two years I did not do this I, I just uh, took a few days of vacation and I tried to come back with as many as possible I mean as much money as possible so in this case I can reinvest them for the next season for the next year because this whole uh, experience it's it's not quite expensive but it is for a student let's say without a job the last summer because i knew that was my last summer i took a little bit of extra time and i travel i i think we passed like six states things like vegas grand canyon la san francisco and so on the central and the west coast and uh yeah, th- this year I bought a laptop. I bought a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I uh I just did my best because I knew that this was going to be the last one. Um and and yeah. So within your studies
1: then, which year did you study in Germany?
0: Germany uh was uh, my last, my fourth year that I was in the in the university, the first semester. Basically right after I came back from USA. I had just like maybe one or two days in Bulgaria and then right away I, I left for, for another six months in Germany. And
1: why Germany out of all places? Why did you decide to do your semester abroad in Germany?
0: Uh, long story short, there is this program Erasmus. I believe that a lot of people are aware about it. It gives you uh, the ability for you to go for a semester or a full year abroad you receive also some kind of money for you to, to live there, to pay your rent, your bills. And the idea is for you to exchange experience. So they send students from another university to Bulgaria and the Bulgarian um, students go to universities in uh, abroad, in Europe. Uh, so my friends, they were pretty into this. My third year in the university, I applied. They accept me in Czech Republic and... I freaked out. I freaked out. I was not sure if I'm gonna make it all by myself. I wasn't ready yet. But so, you already had
1: been in the U.S. several times. Why? <laughs> why did you figure out? Figure out going to Germany or Czech Republic? Well,
0: uh, mm, it's it's a different thing. I mean, one thing is for you to sell T-shirts, and another thing is to do economics and have exams and get the uh, grades that you need to. Uh, let's say then to use them for your career for your degree so that, that's why I freaked out I I refused to go um, and then the fourth year again I by this time I had a boyfriend that um, he was really into this program so he told me come on we have to do it he's like all of our friends are going and this is our last year we totally have to do it and I said okay you know what, forget about this, I'm not going to uh, Slovakia, Czech Republic and these kind of places because these kind of places usually are the first choices because it's pretty easy for you to be accepted there, but this time I said, you know what, if I'm going, I'm just gonna apply in the three places that I would love to go there, to live there and to to get uh, everything out of it, so uh, the places were Amsterdam, Paris, and the only the only university in Germany, <laughs> because uh, there was just one option. There was uh, one really small village town. Of course, they accept me in Germany. And my parents told me, "Hey, you have been studying like German sixteen years. It's a shame for you not to go. This is um, a lifetime opportunity, and we do not get Noah's answer. We don't accept Noah's answer. So." You're going, and literally, uh, they pushed me in the bus <laughs> for me to go on there. <laughs> I didn't want to go. I I wanted to stay. I was, um, of course, um, my my. By this time, this boyfriend that I had, by the moment that I was traveling already, we broke up. So <laughs> was not even valid anymore, and um, and there became the let's say the change of my life. The change of your life.
1: Yeah. So. Um, you've told me in the past that you also had this dream of actually living always abroad not really that you would build a life here in Bulgaria can we delve into why why were you always why was it always in your mind that you will go somewhere to the West let's say and not stay
0: here since first grade I have been studying in um, language um, schools I started with German and Russian then i was uh, with english i always wa- was really good in learning new languages for me this was really, really? easy i like to travel and my my of course my parents they have never been like really strict on this t- on this topic but they always wanted i mean they were always let's say building a idea in my head that i have to go to live uh, in germany mainly because this was the the main language that i was studying i was in a german school so it's like the extension of this thing like it's pretty natural extension of continuing of the of the learning language here so um they were always like saying this between the lines like joking yeah yeah you're gonna get married for a foreigner you're gonna live somewhere in germany or something like this and then at some point i started let's say accepting this idea that um there is no future here, I have to live somewhere abroad, maybe Germany, because Germany looks like a pretty awesome place. And, and yeah, I mean, of course, when I went to USA, I was also really into staying there. I really wanted to, um, to find, I mean, the easiest option, of course, to get married for an American guy and just to stay there. <laughs> I had many options to stay there, but I never chose them. And there was a reason why. I mean, now coming back, I I understand why I didn't stay. But by this time, I was like, really, oh, my God, I have to be there. I have to stay. I have to stay in USA or I have to stay in Germany or something like this. And I was always imagining that um, I have to be um, somewhere abroad.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting what impact parents have on our lives, and they're always they always aim for the best, right? They want us to have great lives, yeah. but they don't always realize that you have your own life and you can take control of it at one point. And which brings me to what brought you to the moment uh, that you thought, Ah, oh, Bulgaria, I can live here. I don't need to be abroad.
0: Um. Okay, so um, coming back to the story, let's say, continuing the story of Germany. Uh, on the third date, after I went to the university, I stopped my rebellion against my parents, why they sent me there, stopped complaining, and everything ju- was just quiet. Why? Because I met um, Alex, who currently now is my husband. Um, he's from Peru. So uh, just uh, to give a little bit of uh, information for the auditory, as soon as you arrive in the university, the first two weeks, you have like orientational week, weeks that you, um, you're only doing activities with the rest of the international students and you take classes in the language that um, you, that is of the country, in, in our case German. So this is where I found him. I mean, I met him um, in the German class I was quite a. I mean, some sound, sounds a little bit like uh, cheesy, but was a li- But was quite um, uh, a sign from the destiny because we are um, just uh, we we're born in the same month, just four days difference. Um, we both our both name starts with A. We just uh, let's say match with each other. We spent amazing five five months, six months there. Then he came to Bulgaria. Um then and what we, did he
1: think when he came to Bulgaria?
0: He actually liked it because um honestly his grandfather is from Croatia and I can, after the second world war he immigrated to Peru and there he built his family so one way or another even if my husband never have been to um uh to Croatia or doesn't know anything about Croatia he still keeps in his blood let's say in his genes uh, the this uh, Balkan blood The Balkan blood is strong yeah. that's uh, <laughs> So I believe that in general he uh, he liked it a lot here the nature and everything and actually he was the the reason why I just decided to to give it a second chance to Bulgaria let's say in this way um,
1: I've heard him so I've heard him talk about Bulgaria and when I go to the coffee place and he really sometimes he's a bigger Bulgarian nationalist than what I hear from Bulgarians here when we talk about Bulgaria he seems to really believe in the country and the possibilities yeah. here and and he believes it's a great place
0: well yeah I mean one day he we were just talking I mean this was uh, still in the very beginning and he told me okay what are your plans for the future and I told him well I just imagined to finish my career and I always wanted to have like a small cute coffee shop or pastry somewhere um, in for example in Germany or somewhere else you know, uh, abroad like to to make coffee and to bake cookies and desserts all day long and he told me but you mentioned before that your dad has a coffee business in Bulgaria correct and I told him yeah so he said okay so why would you choose to start over from zero by yourself in another place if basically this is the same thing that he has there already so why don't you just um, try to to give it a chance there in Bulgaria and then when the situation became more serious between us we already knew that if we want to build a family in the future we need to choose between bulgaria or peru to start our life together because um raising kids all all, all, um, on your own as a foreigner in a third country sounds a little bit let's say hard for us so that's why as i didn't have many options in peru because there they don't accept my career i mean my major or anything, the only option for me there is to be a babysitter or housekeeper. And what career then were you planning to build? Uh, well, I was studying by this time economics and international um, economic relations, uh, international business and so on. Those were the majors. So I was thinking something to, to work something in this, let's say, in in this um uh, direction. So... Uh, If I go there, like I don't know Spanish, so for me the future is like zero. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. to to be something like pretty basic, and I said no, this is this is not my idea. I mean, learning like four languages and with master degree to go there and to be a housekeeper um, doesn't sound good. So uh, I just proposed him, hey, why don't you just move to Bulgaria and we uh, help uh, into the family business? And this is what actually we did.
1: Yeah. And uh, then you guys decided that you want to expand the awareness, I think, of your of your coffee business and open Mm -hmm. a coffee place here in Sofia. Yeah. And maybe can we go into uh, some of the challenges along the way of opening your own coffee place? I can imagine that a lot of people always thought of, oh, maybe I can start something here in Bulgaria. But the question is, Or I think most people have it in their minds. There are a lot of blockers, right? It would be very difficult to open something here in Sofia or in Bulgaria. So what are
0: some of those things? uh, I think that this is a pretty um, uh, good part of our um, personality of the Bulgarians. That uh, Most of the people, they say, okay, I don't need a bus anymore, so I can do my own business. But not everyone can have um, their own business, unfortunately this is a serious topic and just because you have some money aside for you to go ahead and open business without knowing what you're doing it's it's let's say pretty risky Uh, well in the beginning we as i said we started in my dad's business and we were really young we were full of uh, let's say Theoretical knowledge, and we started criticizing how he does this, how he did this before or that, and so on, complaining all the time, and not even realizing how hard it is to have business on your own. Of course, now when we had to open our own business because the the coffee shop actually, I mean, it's related with the brand of the of the mother company, but uh, it's a business just of my husband and and I, so was really hard i mean the whole bureaucracy the whole documents the whole procedures everything i mean thanks god that uh, i had my data aside and then he gave us a, a lot of help with these kind of things he also was the one who uh, together with my husband they made um, the whole place i mean most of the place let's say um because the place is pretty central and a lot of companies refused to to work on the place because it was um there were li- really small things that they need to be done in order for us to open. So mm, then, by the end of the day, after a few let's say refusals, we just had to do it on our own. But but so, you guys, ha-
1: why would someone refuse to to improve or to do some sm- some mm, construction Because
0: work? the money that they will get is not worthy uh, for the thing that, for example, you have to pay uh, pay a parking zone. every day and this kind of thing so by the end of the day the the balance it's not let's say it's not desirable for this kind of companies they prefer to get i know a whole apartment and get much more money somewhere in in the suburbs uh that they don't have to pay for parking they can do whatever they they need to be done and so yeah they never gave us um, a clear answer they just said yeah no thank you just find another one and after a while, we just decided just not to waste more time. We did it, I mean, my husband and my dad, they did it by themselves. It was pretty cosmetical, let's say, changes. The place was quite good itself. Yeah. And then we had interior designer and the whole the whole interior was done by another company. Um, but let's say the walls and this kind of like construction of things, they were... Uh, Done by Alex and Dad.
1: So a lot of things, uh, a lot of the challenges that you guys had in terms of building things has been around family, community, helping you out to get Mm -hmm. started. But if we move forward, what are some other things that have come about once you open the place and everything is set? Was it hard bringing out the news that you guys exist, getting people to come?
0: Oh, definitely. (laughs) I mean... Um we we already had like um maybe around 6 years experience in the coffee industry so we knew what we need to do in order to set the basis of the business also uh we both uh, me and Alex we have uh, been studying um some kind of like a business major I mean he passed like brand management. He also was uh, studying like economical, international uh, economics, international trade, me as well. So we had more or less like some kind of basis how to get the, the business. Theor-
1: the theoretical knowledge. But
0: yeah, I mean, and we had already experience. I mean, from the other company, it's pretty early to say if all the people know about us, if we're famous enough, or so on we're still working on this process and we still have a long way to go. However, I believe that uh, so far the situation is going good and gives us how to say, give us a really good feedback that the things that we're doing so far are correct and we should just keep going.
1: And if you were to uh, tell our audience one thing they need to know about opening a business here in Bulgaria, what would be this one thing?
0: I always like to say uh, because I also, stud, uh, I also teach people that they want to open their own business in barista. Um, I, I, I mean, I teach them how to set the basics of the barista of making coffee and so on. And I always tell them the first thing that I think the most important thing is that you just need to sit down and do your homework. You need to know who you are, what you're going to do, why you're going to do it, and uh, how You're going to do it. You need to have a really clear idea. You have to sit down and you just need to be prepared. Because most of the people, they just forward to to start doing the things without having a clear idea. Okay, maybe in in our case, let's say I'm going to open a coffee shop. But I also I'm going to bake croissants. And I'm going to also sell um alcohol drinks and um i'm also gonna make events and then by the end of the day you just waste your energy in too many things trying to do too many things and you lose your authenticity so first you need to know who you are because you have all kind of coffee shops you have all kind of restaurants you're not gonna find out i mean you're gonna not gonna open something unique most of the chances i mean maybe you're one in, one in, I don't know, in thousand that you're going to open something pretty unique that hasn't existed never before. But come on, I mean, opening a coffee shop, for sure, there is uh, exactly the same coffee shop somewhere, not even maybe in Bulgaria, but in other countries. And you're not going to be something new. Some, I mean, you're not going to do something unique, new, as we like to say here in Bulgaria, to to find out the warm water. <laughs> I don't know if this is the correct uh, translation, but... I yeah, so you should
1: find that one thing that makes you stick out and stick to it. And and don't get too distracted. Be focused on that one thing.
0: Exactly. And you need to know who you are. I mean, what you want to do, what brings you joy. And when you do something that you love, that you're passionate about, the money day comes. Most of the time, people just focus on the money they're just trying to get the advantage of the whole situation Mm -hmm. and by the end of the day they just lose everything because they just lose themselves yeah this is the big thing in the business
1: yeah i agree i see that quite often that people just go into an idea because they want to make some money they don't succeed because they spread themselves too thin or they're all looking for the hack what is the hack how can I become a millionaire overnight? Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't always work out very well. Yeah, it's
0: well. the same as uh, I want to get fit for the summer. And I have been eating uh, cakes and junk food like five years. But now I have one week to, to get fit. I mean, it doesn't happen like this. So yeah. it's the same thing as business.
1: How has the decision to stay here impacted your personal social life? How has uh, staying here in Bulgaria impacted you?
0: I think that I did a good choice. I mean, so far I'm still young. I'm still, let's say, developing myself and my personal life. And I believe that I'm still in the, not in the beginning, but let's say in the first part of it. So um, I cannot say for sure if this is the right thing. So far, I feel it, I feel it like the correct thing. And I always, when I talk with people about um, um, living in Bulgaria or living abroad or this this topic in general i always tell them that i believe that it's not the place but it's the people and the the thing that surrounds you what i mean is that um, you can feel happy in bulgaria or in germany or in somewhere in a small village in south africa for example it doesn't matter as long as you uh, have the um, the positive attitude that this is what makes you happy And you can work on it because if you live in Sofia or you live in Munich or Paris, the life is not easier. I mean, just because you live in in certain city, the life is not easier. Maybe it's true that you have more opportunities or something's going to happen easier than another. But I think that always there is pros and cons in every place. And there does not exist a perfect place for living. I mean, I was always, let's say creating this uh, perfect idea about Germany. And as soon as I went there and I, and I got to live just for six months, I realized that there is neither perfect. I mean, yes, it's really clean on the streets and uh, really quiet, but also you have a lot of, let's say, laws that, uh, rules that you have to follow. And one of the examples that I always do is like, you are obligated to uh, recycle your trash in four different in four different groups uh, which which is perfect right Mm -hmm. but also you're obligated for example the glass trash you have to recycle it in another tree and you have to go like 20 minutes by walk on the other side of the city for Mm -hmm. you to do so yeah so you have to combine a bunch of bottles in your home and then once a once a week, for example, to walk 30 minutes until you throw it, and this this is something that you're obligated. Yeah. Like half of the YouTube is restricted, not half, like 80% of YouTube you cannot even watch it. I heard
1: about this, which I find very strange. Why Germany? Yeah, <laughs> it's like you
0: you go on uh, on YouTube and you put Beyonce single ladies and you cannot watch the video. You have to pay, and there is a lot of things. There are a lot of things that. We don't know about this uh, as long as we don't go there to live and to feel it. And that's why I say that neither there is perfect. For, for people who are, have been living 20 years in Bulgaria and perfectly knows the Munda and Arena and these kind of places, to go there, it's it's really, let's say, uh, a shock challenging yeah
1: Yeah. i think it's a bit of a shock because
0: of course i i'm sorry for interrupting you but of course i'm not saying that those things are bad actually it's really good to recycle it's really good to pay for for the um, the movies that you watch i mean this is the correct thing but what i say that from let's say from the perspective of the bulgarians who never recycle this is pretty challenging
1: no, I, I definitely think you have a point that it's a different mindset, and mm-hmm. it's always good to go out and to see how it is. Um, I recently talked with someone who had moved from the Netherlands to here, and his comment was, he has a sense of freedom in Bulgaria that he doesn't, he's never felt in the Netherlands, and that mm-hmm. that's why he likes it here. He says, "I feel free. I can do what I want. Of course, there are lo- there are laws, but." I don't feel feel the peer pressure that he feels, for instance, when he's in the Netherlands. And I find that true, actually. And I was just recently in the Netherlands. And it has this impact on me that I just feel again I'm going into a box. And now I'm exactly. in a box again.
0: I mean, but, of course, yeah. the rules and the regulations are good. And they give us a better life. That's why in the most places like Canada or Germany, the life looks uh, more, how to say, more regulated and more... Uh, better in terms of uh, things but for example in Denmark like I, I've heard from one girl that she told me like 60% of your of the money of your salary they go for taxes um, another friend of mine she told me that half of her salary just go for kindergarten of yeah. her kids and they have to work like 12 hours per day just to for for a kindergarten in USA in Texas so bottom line Life never is easy and never is perfect and the place or the certain city does not make it like this. You make it. You, your attitude and your family, your friends, the people that surround you. This is what makes the life good Mm -hmm. and makes you happy. So I believe that people have to stop thinking and focusing on the locations and they have to start focusing on, on themselves and what they can do in order for them to be happy and to be uh, to feel fulfilled from their life and to follow their dreams and everything beautiful there.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. If you look, are to look five years ahead, what would you like to see happen in your life or also here in Bulgaria? What is a, what is a dream that you have?
0: Actually, like I think three or four years ago, I had an interview for our blog, that uh, we have with martinez and i had the same question like how you imagine yourself five years from now (laughs) and i thought by this time that i imagine myself with one kid okay so far so good (laughs) i have already one kid maybe five years from now um i would like to maybe have another kid by this time god knows (laughs) and uh, this is in terms of personal life anything i mean I don't want to change anything else in there. I mean, I'm good so far. So, uh, and in my uh, career, mm, maybe at least one or two other coffee shops another locations. I have been always really into competing in the world uh, stage of uh, coffee, so... I hope that one day I'll have this ability to, to pursue something like this, to to compete. I mean, actually, I won already one small championship, but I would like like to go for the world ones, like the official world championships and to compete uh, for Bulgaria. I hope so.
1: Yeah. Is that the impact you would like to have here in Bulgaria? Um...
0: Yeah, I mean, this is one, this is one of our main... Um, Uh, how to say business causes and our goal as a business is to to build a coffee culture in Bulgaria to increase it to our people about the coffee and all the good things that it brings and uh, specialty coffee in in, uh, in instance as well this is something that we we follow to grow the culture and I believe that uh, even not myself personally, but if some if Bulgaria managed to organize themselves and to get the whole credits to make um, championships and to be able to send Bulgarian uh, competitors to, to the world stage to compete there, even not winning, but just competing and to go maybe in top five, this is going to help a lot the whole industry this is gonna grow a lot the coffee the coffee culture and the awareness that there is a small country called Bulgaria that has a pretty amazing coffees as well and I have people coming from all different countries all the time the coffee shop and they always tell me that the coffee is pretty good obviously and they tell me you know what it's like if you have the same coffee shop in the Netherlands you will be a star there for example or um, your coffee shop is not any less than any other coffee shop in USA or um, Germany or France or whatever. I mean, we have the potential. We just need the stage, let's say, it this way. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Awesome. Last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, in our podcast, we have this uh, tradition. I'm excited. Where <laughs> we ask people to draw a question from the bowl. So go ahead and draw a question and answer. Read it out loud and the answer one. it. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Bulgarian tradition or celebration? What do you usually do to celebrate? Um, for sure, my favorite one is Christmas and maybe I would say Bodnivecher. Because it's related. So that is uh, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that um, in, in general, I mean, I, I'm born like three days before Christmas. My husband and my kid are um, the the day after Christmas on 26th. So for us, for the whole family, always Christmas and the days around is pretty um, emotional and pretty special. So... Um, for me this is the f- the favorite let's say the favorite favorite celebration or the favorite holiday the Christmas Eve and I always love to bring people uh, to Bulgaria for Christmas and to show them the specific tradition that we have with the with the dishes that are seven or nine that we don't eat any kind of uh, meat it's like literally literally like vegan uh, dinner um also, we have this bread with the lux inside and so on. So basically, I would say that this is my favorite one.
1: Oh, well, that's a good one, Christmas. Yeah. I, I agree. It's a great tradition around here. And not many people have this, like in the West, you don't have these traditions of eating only uh, veg- vegan, actually. It has to be specifically no meat, no dairy, and celebrating. And then there's Christmas Day when you mm-hmm. eat all of the meat <laughs> that you didn't eat the night before <laughs> Yeah, the night before yeah, yeah. but it's just a great celebration
0: i love getting together with my mom and with my grandma and cooking all those specific dishes it's like you eat bean soups through the year but when you make it for christmas eve it's like a little bit different and like always it's more delicious the food there and you're excited oh my god now we're gonna eat the sarmie, uh the stuffed peppers and so on and this kind of thing so yeah definitely yeah
1: well, thank you, Ines, for joining our podcast. Uh, I really enjoyed having you here. And thank you. <laughs> I like listening to all of your stories. Thank you for telling us about your time abroad and what that process looked like and giving us a bit of perspective of what it's like opening a business here in Bulgaria. I think it's it's very valuable because if someone from abroad were to come back, one of the first questions is, how do I make money here? What do what are these first steps that uh, I have to take. So, and I love hearing your perspective on how to start a business and whether you live here in Munich, it's all about you and the community around you, not so much about the government or what is happening outside. Those things happen everywhere. Exactly. It's more about what's happening around you and how you contribute to that. So, I always enjoy talking with you and I'm happy that you you came here to to talk with us if you would like to see her journey here in Bulgaria or visit her coffee place Martinez Rose Coffee Shop you can see that down below in the notes and also thank you for listening to this podcast in this episode I hope Anessa's story has inspired you and given you a bit of perspective of what it's like to open a business here in Bulgaria and if you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe wherever you've got your podcast and share it with a friend, whether they're living abroad or in Bulgaria. I'm sure there's so many thought-provoking ideas that they can find here in this uh, podcast. Thank you for listening and go out and do something awesome today.